0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Devil in the Detail podcast. We haven't had a we haven't had a lot going on at Manchester United in this past week since the last, po- <laughs> uh, last podcast, have we? Uh no. yeah, it's been absolute mayhem at Old Trafford and we are going to touch on the uh Watford game and Ollie sacking. Uh, a look back, a rem- reminiscent of uh, Ollie's 3 years almost 3 years at the club. The the Villarreal game, Carrick's first and last game in charge of Man United. Ragnick, Ralph Ragnick in charge. Um, so we're going to talk everything about the man, uh, his tactics, how the team's going to set up, just everything to do with Ralph Ragn- uh, Ragnick, And a look ahead to Chelsea as well um, at the weekend. Obviously, he won't be in charge for that, but Carrick is at the wheel actually for another game. So maybe if that was a lie. He's going to be uh, have two games in charge. But yes, we'll have a little Chelsea preview as well, give you your thoughts on that. So first and foremost we're going to touch on the Watford game uh, slightly because uh, yeah. and we can kind of encompass Ollie getting sacked as well with it because um there's been so much that has happened since then but yeah thoughts on kind of the Watford game and the fallout from that uh deal.
1: Um yeah it just <laughs> it, it was it was shocking wasn't it let's be honest um it just all seems like a bit of a blur now, I can't even really remember it, I think I've wiped it from memory, but that is again, it's it's very boring sitting here and just talking about how shit United have been week on week, it's just the same old stuff under Oli unfortunately recently, mm-hmm. but yeah, just just lacking fight, lacking desire, lacking quality, just just lacking pretty much everything you want from any football team at any level to be honest, Um Obviously, Maguire's red heart, red card didn't help. The first half was absolutely awful. But I, I'd like to think that if Maguire didn't get sent off, that we maybe might have come back into the game because Donny scored just after the halftime break, and we looked like scoring again. To be fair, even after Maguire got sent off, until those two late goals went in, we were probably the more likely to score. Um, but yeah, just the um, the same old stuff that we we saw under Ali really. Um, yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it because we've explained it I, loads of times before.
0: But. Yeah, I guess we we won't focus on kind of how we played and fo- uh, let's talk about the the two big talking points that were were Maguire's kind of sending off which you've already talked about and also yeah. Bruno when uh, Ollie went to to kind of say well thanks I guess or sorry to the fans he did hold his hands yeah. up and Bruno kind of saying oh, it's not Ollie it's all of us. Uh, so what did you what did you think uh, to that kind of making a um, statement.
1: There's two different kind of sides to it, I guess, because there's a side of always oh, sticking up for his manager, that, that's great, that's a really nice thing to do. You wouldn't see many football players ever do that. But then there is a caveat of, well, if you give that much of a shit, Bruno, why have you been in your worst form that you have been for us in nearly two years now? Um So there's the element to that. It's, it's the same old thing with the United players recently. They all like to talk the talk, but none of them can walk the walk, not even slightly, not even walk the walk on one fucking leg or hop it's been <laughs> been dreadful so I did like it that he actually went and stuck up for him because I thought it was a nice thing to do but when you actually think about it a bit deeper and you see that he's going defending his manager but then he's putting shocking performances out like that then I'm not too sure um, just another little thing to add on Bruno because I'll forget I did think when he assisted Sancho in the Villarreal game he did look very pissed off he didn't look happy at all mm. Um, I don't know if that's because Oli's been sat and he likes Oli or he just didn't start the game, which we'll get on to, but I think Bruno's one of the, probably Oli's, you know, disciples, if you will, because he brought him to the club, Bruno's been very successful under Oli, and he'd probably be very thankful that he gave him the opportunity to play for United, um, so I can see why he did it, but yeah, as I said, if, if you're not backing it up on the pitch like none of these players I've been doing for the past month or so, then again, it just seems like another empty gesture. But I suppose it probably, it, it was a nice thing to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll talk about, so Maguire first, first off. I mean, for me, Maguire, if you're having a bad game, you kind of... Try and keep things simple. I mean, I've had it not at the same level, of course, but I, I'm a centre that myself. Uh, you know, if you if you're in a bit poor run of form, you just want to have a quiet game, just be unnoticeable, and yeah. uh, just you know make the simple you know five yard pass. But Harry Maguire, in his worst run of form that he's probably ever had in his career, he's tried to take on the in uh, dribble by the uh, uh, the, the striker. When he's uh, when when I mean, he's got he's got options t- to the the left and right of him, yeah, he can I always just go back to it. the keeper as well. Yeah, I don't
1: get why he was trying to take a man on when he's the last man on goal, it, yeah,
0: exactly. Because,
1: like, we know with how United play under Ollie, they're not adverse to just turning around and giving it back to the keeper, yeah, or hoofing it upfield. So, why he just took it upon himself to try and and the touch pass cleverly wasn't even past him, it was sideways into yeah. cleverly's path. So he could have just took it on the outside of his foot and easily just skipped around him. It was just very bizarre. And then to, to go in with a challenge like that as well, I think, to be honest, he would have been sent off if he hadn't already been booked. And I was surprised Yeah, yeah he wasn't I just. Show, I was I was surprised he wasn't just showing a straight red card anyway, to be honest with you. Yeah, because
0: that is big. Um, that is huge that he wasn't showing a straight red. Because, I mean, that's the difference between missing one and three games, isn't it? Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I, I think maybe... I, I can't, Obviously, I've not watched it back much since. I've not, you know, gone on the highlights of watching United get panned for on my fucking Watford. But <laughs> uh, if I remember rightly at the time, there was people in front of Maguire that probably could have got back and, and closed cleverly down. But he was definitely the last man in that area of the pitch. Yeah, I think it was it's like only about 20 yards from goal.
0: I think it is like a, you make a mistake and you just desperately try to do anything to wit, to like you.
1: Yeah, but it, it was such a bad walkers, tackle as well. It was yeah, still, it, it was so, yeah. it was still so close to the ball, and could have just easily got a foot on it. And it was a, it was a horrendous tackle too. Yeah, like we've seen people do that before; and have got themselves out of the shit. Yeah, if you and take
0: if, the- if you take the last man out of it, that is almost, you know, that's a, that's a yellow, probably a red. If you take the aspect of him being last man, yeah, um, it was that horrific of a, of a challenge, but.
1: Yeah, I've had enough of Maguire. But, uh, yeah. Had enough of him. I, just, I, I don't know. We, think, uh... we said it on it. Now, the last season, I was one of his biggest fans, and at the Euros, I thought he was superb. But you can't just put these performances in for so long. And maybe I wouldn't care so much if he wasn't doing these celebrations and doing stuff <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. But it does get to you as a fan, because you're you're thinking... Why don't you care as much as I do? Clearly, they're paying you two hundred grand a week, and you're the fucking captain for a start, mm. so you should care more than we do, um, or as much as we do at least. So yeah, obviously, I still think there's a player in there, and I don't think he's the worst centre back in the world. But this season, he's he's been up there at this level anyway. Um, yeah, something that's so,
0: undeniable is he he should have been dropped for his bad form. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you have got Eric Buy who's very very decent. Uh, to to come in. We've seen him have great games this season and we've seen him have poor games this season. Yeah, but but
1: he's had had less poor games than Maguire has. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. That's one thing I didn't get with um, I I was going to just mention Carrick starting line up against Villarreal. I didn't understand why Bruno was dropped. Fair enough. I I like Bruno. He's one of my favourite players, but if he's been shit, I'll say he has and he has so he should have been dropped. Mm -hmm. But then why he still played the likes of Wan-Bissaka and Maguire who've been piss poor when he had decent options in Delo and Baye on the bench and I know they're not if both, say Baye and Maguire and Delo and Wan-Bissaka were both on form De, Wan-Bissaka and Maguire would be the better players but they're not and they're still decent options I know they're not world class but that your sub your centre back and sub right back aren't going to be the best players in your team so why you just didn't get given another chance against a team that he knows and played for especially with Bailly. Um I didn't really understand it I didn't think yeah. it was fair um, yeah, I, I agree, yeah, and I thought they've got the favourites.
0: I thought the exact same thing coming in, uh, looking at the lineup. However, you know, actually, I think they both had. Well, Maguire had a good Maguire game. Was I don't. Great, I, I, think, was I think I okay. think Maguire was better than Lindelof. Um,
1: I think no, Lindelof was. Are you joking?
0: Yeah, I thought Lindelof. I thought Lindelof,
1: uh, Lindelof was probably man of the match. Really? Sancho. Yeah, genuinely, I thought it was really no,
0: good. I think De Gea. Uh, Sancho, yeah, and Fred played played well. Those three were my. I thought
1: Lindelof was brilliant. Honestly, I've seen a lot of people say it on social media as well. It's not just me. But like the I, way he was coming out with a ball and spraying passes around and beating, go pushing into midfield like Maguire should do, I honestly thought he was really one of no, the best forwards I've seen. For I'm pretty him. sure he gave the ball away a fair. He a got fair a seven point seven on SofaScore. Um, what did he didn't get? get? Dri- he didn't get dri- a seven. He didn't get dribbled past mm. once. Ninety two percent pass accuracy, lost possession four times, won every ground and area. There you go. Lost possession four times. How about Maguire? Uh ten. So shove that on the yeah the He had a worse pass percentage, um by ten percent. Yeah. Less accurate passes. was in less jewels than the Mag- than Lindelof. Lindelof had five more jewels than Maguire did, and he lost the ball six more times. Mm. So, okay, fair enough. Then there you go. Fair enough. You know I mean, Stat I didn't mill. expect you to bring the stats. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to. I just thought I'd have a look because I, f- I thought am I might be in a dick here? But I, g- I genuinely thought he was really good. Eight yeah. clearances, two block fair shots. Maguire-, Maguire had zero clearances, zero block shots, zero tackles.
0: Mm. Um, well, I'll, re- I'll yeah. rephrase what I was saying then. I think, <laughs> I think having Maguire and Lindelof partnership to stick with them as a pair. I think um, when, you know, we've seen them concede 12 goals in three games, like mm-hmm. to, to continue to stick with that, I think wasn't, you know, not... Yeah, I think... And yeah, drop I... Bruno was 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 uh, pretty mad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you're going to drop one, it should be Maguire all day long. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lindelof hasn't covered himself in glory because when he seems playing that bad defensively, he can't have been great, but... Maguire's definitely been by far the worst defender in our team the past yeah. few weeks.
0: Yeah. 100%. Um, so let's look back at Ollie's kind of. Well, in fact, we don't have to go look back and go year on year, but let's just give a, a, a thought on kind of how we feel about Ollie's tenure. Almost three years at the club. In December, it would be three years, so he, he just didn't quite make the three years. Yeah. Um, so now the dust has kind of settled. Um, what, yeah? What are your thoughts on his time at United?
1: Um, I've just had an idea. Should we give it a rating out of ten each? Yeah, I'll do sure. my bit, then you do yours, mm-hmm. and we'll see. Yeah. So I'm gonna give him a seven. Um, I think, I think he's done really well. To be honest, obviously there's gonna be a bit of bias in there because he's a Man United person and he's played for us. But um, yeah, just I, I think that he's left the squad in a much better place than where it was found. And people could argue, well, that's not his doing. That's just that, you know, United have thrown money at the squad, which is fair enough. But Mourinho spent quite a lot of money and spent a lot of money on shit. Um, and so did Van Gaal as well. So I think he's definitely left us with a better squad. I think he's left us with a better atmosphere around the club. Although he has gone. I don't think the atmosphere was anywhere near as sour as, as it was under Mourinho and Van Gaal when they both left. Um you, know, you could see the players, even though it didn't look like they were playing for him anymore, were obviously visibly upset, there was you know, it hasn't been confirmed by the club but very credible journalists have been saying many of them were crying when they knew he was going to be sacked after the game, which says a lot about what they think of the man um, mm-hmm. so I think um, speaking about it from my perspective who's been going to the games under Mourinho, Van Gaal and Solskjaer and hardly missed one at home, at least. Um, it's been the most excited I've been to go and watch United again the start of this season, after the lockdown and everything. And maybe that played into it a bit. But also, I do wish we got to see them a bit more when we were, like, if COVID wasn't a thing, like last season when it was going quite well in the league and stuff and we got some good wins. But, yeah, I think he's come in, improve the atmosphere around the, the club, improve the atmosphere around the team, improve the squad, given us a squad now where any manager that comes in worth of salt would hopefully challenge for the league, whereas when Mourinho left the squad, I think if Pochettino or, you know, Ten Hag or Conte, whoever came in at that point, wouldn't have won the league because the squad wasn't good enough or anywhere near it. So I think, you know, just put your hands up and and say thank you for for what he's done. It's a bit sad that it's had to go on for so long for him to get sacked that it looks like this season's essentially over, barring some kind of miracle and a lot of other teams slipping up above us in the league table. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think... I think he's, he's done well I think he, we knew his limitations when he came in we know his limitations now I think he obviously probably knew his limitations but as any self-respecting person isn't going to admit that and is going to try and better themselves and raise a level because let's be honest you don't know how good a coach can be until they get that opportunity like Guardiola when he went to Barcelona obviously he managed the, the B team and stuff but no one knew he was going to be this level of coach that he is now across with so many teams so, who who was to say that he couldn't step up and, you know, year on year improve along with the squad? Obviously, he couldn't. Um, I think he got ample time to do so. And there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But I think it's, um, it's a term, a managerial term that I look back on fondly, definitely. Much more so than, you know, Mourinho's and Van Gaal's reigns. We had great games like the PSG game that night in Paris was... Probably the best I've felt as a United fan for about eight years since we won the league, um, mm. to be honest. I know we've won the Europa League and stuff like that. Well, it's probably, to be fair, going back to Van Gaal's FA Cup win, I'd say. But yeah, th- that night in Paris, the Man City game at home just before the first lockdown came in. I was there when McTominay scored near the end. That's probably the best atmosphere I've seen at Old Trafford since I've been going, um, and that was unbelievable. Beat Liverpool in the Cup, obviously. I, I think there's been a a lot of good moments, a lot of good signings. He's brought Ronaldo back to the team. He's brought Bruno Fernandes in, who's an absolutely amazing player. Um, and yeah, I, I I think it's been it's been good. Not not perfect. I think if he would have won, I wish we got got him to lift a trophy under us, even if it was just Europa League. Like I don't, it doesn't mean much to me because we should be looking to win Champions Leagues, not Europa Leagues. But I think it would have been nice to look back on in a few years if we had a picture of Oli lifting a trophy with United I'm sure that's going to be his greatest yeah. regret that he kind of bottled those finals and semi-finals but um, yeah I I think he's done well um, and yeah it's like I said it probably is a bit biased because of how much United fans care about the guy but Yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. Very good. The only way it could have been better is obviously if we would have won the league or maybe won... I reckon if you won a trophy, it might have gone up to an 8 or 9 because you get judged on trophies at the end of the day and he didn't deliver one. But I'm going to give him a 7.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with a lot of the statements that you said. I don't... uh, I don't want to give the same score as you, so which means I'm going to give him a 6 or an 8. So... I think I, you can't give him a mate. I think I'm going to have to give him a six. But uh, okay. yeah, I, I do think he's done. Uh, I do think he's done well. Obviously, the levels of toxicity at the end of Jose Mourinho and after his sacking it was just horrific. So mm-hmm. to come in and do what he did, have a good positive, you know, feeling around the club because I think it was it was a true red. And it, it, he said that quite a lot of yeah. the. Um, Well, a big part of football is like the fan feeling, how you feel about the club, and like yeah, but I
1: completely agree, and a lot of people don't really understand that, and I don't know why. Yeah, Um, but I don't think any honest United fan could say they weren't more excited to watch United play, more happy watching United play under Oli than we were under any manager post Ferguson, to be honest. because I definitely was.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, and especially during that that run as as he had as a caretaker when we beat PSG, that was unbelievable because. I think it was the roller coaster of it. At the end of um, Jose Mourinho's time, we were just pff, just so depressed as fans. And then Ollie came in, and we got some unbelievable results. Went on an unbelievable run. I know he wasn't full time manager at that at that point, but you know yeah. we got the famous words. You know, uh, get, give him the contract, get him signed, <laughs> put him, any numbers he wants on it. Yeah, yeah. that was. Uh,
1: but yeah, during yeah that, that time... away one, that away run as well was insane. Yeah, the away run, yeah. Didn't even mention that. That's mental. Um, the longest unbeaten away run in English top flight history, yeah. I believe. That yeah, I mean that Which is unbelievable. is to be sniffed at. I know we got a few draws, but you know people called yeah. the invincibles so We do doing thirty-eight games unbeaten. It wasn't far off that. Yeah, and even from home. even
0: though he hasn't had a trophy, at least he's got his name down in history uh with with a record i know it doesn't mean yeah anything. It's, we
1: think it's only 10 game, nine games off two seasons fully unbeaten away yeah. from home So over a season and a half unbeaten bruno's lost until recently had only lost had lost no away games ever until about a month ago and he's been at the club nearly two years that was mental
0: yeah and it is, is very good. it's very harsh on him not winning a trophy I mean, hmm. to get pointed, oh, he, yeah, he hasn't won a trophy at United. Literally, it's a coin toss, isn't it? The, a, a penalty shootout. Like, uh, yeah, well, I, I do harsh. think
1: I do think we probably should have won that game easily oh. in normal time anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the team we put out compared to Villarreal. But, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, finals can be the big occasions. It's like a derby game for me. Sometimes tactics go out the window and the best, like City versus Chelsea, who's a better team? It's City. Chelsea on the day showed up and had a bit bit of a better strong mentality about them. That's all it comes down to. It doesn't always necessarily come down to the best team. Like when Chelsea won it against Bayern, were they a better team than Bayern? No. Do you know it can't? Like you said, to be fair, I've kind of gone gone around on myself there. Um, I think we should have won it, but yeah, finals and big games like that can go either way. Certainly.
0: Yeah, and I think. Looking back at like previous managers, yes, they did win trophies, but there was also there's always a caveat to it. I mean, it was like yes, Van Gaal won an FA Cup, but he also finished sixth in that season. Like yeah, uh, fifth I think. But was yeah. it fifth? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like when Mourinho won the Europa League. Yeah, we won the Europa League, but we finished sixth from miles off top four. Yeah, exactly. He, he had to win that otherwise he probably would have got sacked after a season. Yeah, and so. Like yeah, like those trophies don't progress your club anywhere. And I'm gonna be honest, as a Man United fan who's watched us win every trophy there is out there, I'm not gonna look back on a Europa League win against Ajax as one of the greatest nights of my life as a United fan, are you? Do you know what I mean? Like the cup win against Palace was great, more so because of the last more the injury time winner with Lingard and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not gonna look back on League Cup and, you know, Europa Europa League wins with great fondness. In, in fifty years' time, it's going to be when we won Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues because that's what this club's built on. We're not Spurs or Arsenal, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And like and like I said, I think he has he has improved it, and for that reason, he probably gets a higher score than what Van Gaal and Mourinho would would get uh, oh, in six. Yeah. But but uh, in terms of, uh, I think if he did win that Europa League, I'd probably bump him up to to a a seven. But I don't. I think in terms of having positivity back into the club and stuff like that, I think you can't rate him too highly just on that because you you kind of expect if he came in and we couldn't get we didn't get a positive feel around the club after Jose Mourinho, like having a, a united man back it back in charge. Um I think that was the kind of the bare minimum that you would want. I think it's has... not guaranteed, though. Is it's, it? not, like it's not. It's not guaranteed. Came I mean, in
1: after Van Gaal and didn't instill a, a great relationship with the players. So yeah. I, do, I do think there's something to be said for it. Yeah, and honest. that's I why he gets it's the easiest thing. I think and... it's a skill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and that's why he gets a, a positive score. I think as time did go on and kind of that, well, it, it waned after after like the the like caretaker bounce and um, it, there was progression there, but. As years went on, you did start to see the flaws in his. Oh in yeah, his, def- yeah. He's tactically
1: inept and he wasn't good enough as a manager. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it it is what it is. I'm not rating him solely on that because we knew that we know that and we knew that two years ago for being frank. So. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm.
0: I'm not sure if we did know that two years ago. We did understand well, no, he was probably, learning on the job, but
1: probably about six months to a year ago. Though, yeah, yeah. I kind of started to wonder in the big games, in the big moments, if he really had it.
0: Because in his uh, in his first full season, he had an unbelievable record against the top six teams, and, and uh, I think he was t- no, he was second to City in kind of that the top six against against each other, um, mm. and then. Like, like my mindset going into the season after was, well, if we can do that against yeah, the big sits, we just need to improve our consistency uh, against like the smaller teams and kind of motivate the players for the for the for the smaller games or the games that you should be winning, and then we we can seriously challenge for the league. And the then
1: has been neither. Yeah,
0: and then the, the season after. It was horrific uh, record against the top six. We either drew nil nil against them or or lost. It was yeah. uh, it it was mm-hmm. poor. So it was literally stark Weird, contrast to the to the season before. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of sum it up. I think he gets a he does get a six. I think it's a little bit harsh. I would probably like to give him a seven, but I want to go different with you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do look fondly back at the at the the time, the people that were like. That are kind of disrespecting him or calling him like horrific things when he's isn't an absolute legend of the club. He hasn't ruined his legacy as a player whatsoever. Um, no, no. In way. fact, he's been he's been a positive influence on United. At the at the right if you look back at his entire managerial reign, and he's he just out out um, he outlasted his time probably a little bit too too long. Basically, yeah, that's that's literally it. If he, mm-hmm. I know th- it's all theoretical and it would never have happened. But if he moved on at the end of this season, I know there was still like a story yet to be r- written. Uh, if he was like, there's still chapters to the book uh, left to be written, whether he was he was going to succeed or not. But I mean, that would have been like the perfect time in hindsight uh, to kind of in in bring somebody else in. But uh, but yeah, I think he. he, he he should have got sacked probably after either the Leicester game but that I would I would say that was a little bit too early like I wasn't I didn't want him out at that point but certainly yeah. after the Liverpool game but apart from that just taking this season out of it I think he's done a, I think he's done a good job
1: yeah and I think we're more set up to succeed this season and next season than we were when the two previous managers got sacked we've got a better squad a better feeling around the squad so yeah I think he's done okay
0: yeah. Um and now we're going to move on to the Villarreal game. So before I actually discuss the game in detail, um I want to ask you, do you think there was a bounce when when Ollie um in that game was there evidence that the 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 players uh there was a there was a bounce in the performance, there was a you know, increased motivation, there was better performance from these players because there was a managerial or sacking or, or not?
1: Um no. I don't think so, and to be honest, I wasn't really expecting one um, purely because I don't think really any of the players resented Oli or wanted him to be sacked that badly. Um, so I wasn't expecting it to be like some kind of relief thing when the likes of Van Gaal, Mourinho, Moyes, etc. got sacked. Um, so for that reason, I wasn't expecting it. And then the other reason is he's still being the players are still being coached by all the same people that they were were by under Oli. Um, which obviously is a massive issue because they set up the training, they help Oli set up the team and Oli put a lot of trust in them. So I can't imagine their attitudes have changed towards them too much, especially not now that the main guy that they work for has been sacked. But I don't know what else we could have expected. I know the club are getting a lot of shit for it for letting that happen, but I don't know what else he could have done because until today when we know we're bringing a new manager in for six months at least, who else are you going to bring in? Usually when you sack a manager... Um, you know, maybe the under-23 staff will take training for a couple of days and then when you get your new manager in, they'll bring all their staff. But we haven't got a new manager yet. So, obviously, you couldn't have no one taking training. And I think mm-hmm. once Ranjit comes in that will get on to, maybe that will change a bit and people will be sacked or the roles will be, you know, made less important and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, no, I wasn't expecting a, a, a new manager balance purely because, one, all the staff are still there. And two, I don't think deep down and even wanted Ollie to be sacked. As I said previously, um, I think they wanted him to succeed really badly and probably feel like they've really let him down as opposed to a relief of, fuck yes, this guy's gone. Yeah. So I think it is a bit of a different situation that you don't really get with most teams when a manager goes because usually it does go a bit sour. But I honestly don't think it did under Oli. I think it was just a case of burning out, you know, no new ideas. Um and obviously we can put it down to the players with a lack of desire and fight and stuff, but it was clear as day to see that no matter what happened, he wasn't changing his tactics or the way he does things. So how can you really expect much to change, you know, even if the players do switch on and have the right attitude? We've seen that in many games and we've been outclassed tactically. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I wasn't expecting a new manager balance. I don't think we've got one. I think we might get one when Ranjit comes in, but um, we'll have to see. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I mean... In terms of it, well, it's difficult to call it a new manager bounce, isn't it? I think yeah, just a bounce because yeah. of the sacking. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it is. It is essentially the same, apart from the 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 guy in the headlights is is kind of changed to 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 Carrick just for a game or, or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think Ollie said that basically he doesn't take training in terms of like Carrick and McKenna are the the people that actually are on the the training ground yeah. taking tennis. he's more of like the the uh man motivator and the guy in the dressing room um but yeah he doesn't actually put the cones out on the, on the training ground um no. so it was it was obvious that it would be very stim- similar to to Ollie and he has it shares the same beliefs and ideas and he even said that in his press conference as well Carrick um mm. and and yeah, for sixty minutes I thought it was it was very, very similar to how we've been playing currently. I think yeah. we relied on David De Gea to make some some big saves. One of them down to his right hand side was where he, he managed to get it over the bar was was really good. Um uh, I think Yeah, I think we, think Fred obviously did well to, to, to win the ball back and we probably, that was the, the gift that we needed because we looked, looked good after that. Like I, yeah. I did, what I did enjoy was I kind of expected us to, you know, one goal away from home in the Champions League, I kind of expected us to sit back a bit and go like kind of on the counter-attacking style like when we got a goal ahead. Um, I think it's been rare that we've 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 gone a goal in in front and actually stayed on the front foot, but that's exactly what we did, and we managed to get another goal from it. But we looked our bet at our best when we were already a goal in front, which I didn't expect, um, yeah. and I was I quite. Think this...
1: Sorry, I was going to say ahead, I do yeah. think the second the second was scored on the counter, really wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but I think but... I think we we created the most. Chances um, in that yeah, we created, and it wasn't yeah, we more
1: Chances after about an hour, didn't we? After yeah, we score, up until when we scored and then afterwards. Yeah,
0: and I think we were passing it. We were passing it around. Well, I think it it, it did help with Bruno coming on. He came on and was was really good, really exceptional. So maybe, yeah. and we've already spoke about uh, about being dropped in that game. Maybe that's what he, he doesn't strike me as a player that needs to be. Kind motivated. of disciplined, like no, okay, me, you're getting me, dropped. He doesn't yeah. he, he seems like very self-motivated, very self-driven. Yeah, but he has high standards. Exactly, yeah. Self. But you know, I, I don't know. Maybe the appearance of it is different to. Maybe he just knows what to say. Is a good because is a good speaker. Maybe he does need that kind of you know, kick up the arse, I don't know. Um, but yeah, certainly when he did come on, he's looked better than much better in those last thirty minutes or so than he, than he did. In the last, you know, three or four games. Yeah, um, I think
1: there's there's caveats to that that was in there because obviously the game opened the game opened up a lot around when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Rashford as well, but yeah, uh, yeah, he, he showed more then than he has in the past three or four games, as I think every player did. To be fair.
0: Yeah, and a big positive of the game is Jadon Sancho, undoubtedly having the best game in a United shirt so far for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Looked really lively on that that right hand side. Could have scored just before he 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 did get his goal. Uh, it was great.
1: Yeah, it's good save.
0: Yeah, great save. Uh, and again, link up play between Bruno and and Sancho. Hopefully, that is going to be a a feature of United this season You'd hope um, so. to come. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think after sixty minutes, good performance. Before sixty minutes, m- much of the same really. But yeah. yeah, do you want to give any any more thoughts, thoughts on,
1: on the it? Real game? Yeah. Um I think it it wasn't obviously amazing, but I do think Carrick did figure something out quite well, which is where in the home game against Villarreal, you could tell obviously we were getting dominated and then after about an hour or so they kind of tired and did open up a lot and I think Carrick realized that and kind of put that plan into place where okay, well sit in our shape and be solid because they'll come flying out the blocks in attackers. But then the last half an hour, they'll start to tire and there'll be gaps in behind, which is what we exploited. And I think it would be a great game plan if we didn't concede so many chances. It could have easily been one or two goals down before that point. Um, but sometimes you've got to ride your luck. I think um, it reminded me kind of a Mourinho performance at United where we'd get kind of lucky... Not to concede a goal and be behind, and then he get applauded. It's after for like a defensive masterclass. When in reality, a lot of it comes down to luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was decent enough. And like I said, well, not said, but I wasn't expecting, you know, carrot to come in and be this all singing all dancing football manager. He's never managed a football team before. He's only been a coach at a football club for two or three years. Um, so coming in, you know, in a high pressure situation in our, one of our biggest games of the season so far. I think that's about the best we could have hoped for a solid 2-0 win through the next round top in the group now after the the result after that between um, Atalanta and Young Boys as well I think that's the best we could have hoped for so it's job done for him I don't know why many people like Adam comments are saying you're, you're embarrassing for saying Carry did well I think as a guy who's never managed a football team before coming in a big European away game and managed to get a team that's on his arse to a 1-0 win against a very tough opposition is an achievement
0: Yeah, 2-0 yeah
1: sorry 2-0 yeah
0: yeah, exactly. he he did look it looked like to me he would be happy with a 0-0. It looked like the focus was to stay tight uh and it did look like we were set up for a 0-0, but obviously we got given the gift and then we kind of pushed on from there. It was almost yeah. as if we needed like we were that we were that scared because of what has happened in recent weeks that we needed a gift before to be like, "Oh, we can actually play football," you know? <laughs> like mm. um that's what it seemed yeah, it seemed like to me, but yeah, it's good for Carrick. I mean, if hopefully he's obviously got Chelsea uh, at the weekend as well, which he's still going to be in charge for. That's a different but, test, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is. Yeah, but the I'd thing be is about if we that. Get yeah. In fact, let's 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 go on. We will talk about Chelsea. Uh, in fact, let's talk about Chelsea now because it makes sense to talk about Chelsea now, and then we'll finish with with Rangnick uh, yeah, because okay. because it follows on because um, he's not going to be in charge for that game either. So let's talk about Chelsea now. I think obviously it is gonna be a very it's a very different task going away to Villarreal who were playing pretty horrifically in, in La Liga and in Chelsea yeah. who were just beating Juve 4 0 and looked unbelievable yeah, um, in that game. Um But yeah, I I think it's gonna it's gonna be difficult for him. The, the expectations are so low though. That is the one positive thing. The expectations are so low in terms of We've got... We're not expected to win it. Um,
1: not expected. Yeah, well, people are going to expect us to get beat 3-0 or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that can be dangerous. It is quite nice to be underdogs. I mean, you should never be the underdogs being a, being Manchester United. But... I enjoy
1: it when we go into games and pundits are saying United. Do you know what? I, I yeah. like it because we've not been at that level for a while. So, coming into the season when many people are tipping us a challenge for the league, I did kind of enjoy that. But, yeah, maybe being underdogs will be better for the players because... As recent history has shown, they are prone to a bottle now and again, yeah. aren't they? But it is weird, like
0: to say pressures off. But I don't know if it, it is isn't. because it is a, a when you look at the league game. table, yeah, exactly. When you look at the league table and you think, okay, even if we can't challenge, we need top four. Bloody like yeah, if you not, look at
1: it's it's not even the fact that it's against Chelsea; it could be against Everton or Brentford. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that we need to win this game. Yeah. And if we did win this game, we're not going to. I doubt we're going to win the league, but then I'd at least cut the gap to Chelsea to nine points. Yeah. Which you know, I'm not <laughs> saying so we're going to win it by any means or even challenge, but if Ranier comes in and we have a good run, it's not an unassailable thing, and we can at least get close to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd, so, I'd, I'd take I'd snap you under for a point now, which is sad because yeah. at the beginning of the season I wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, but it is a weird situation. Like it's so important for us to win, yet. Yeah. Nobody expects us to win. So it's, it's like. Yeah,
1: to be fair, that's usually when we did well under Ollie, like the city, games away at City and stuff like that. Yeah. No one expected us to win, even in his first couple of seasons when we were still playing Lingard and marshall every week and we went and turned them over consistently. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's a good thing for this this group of players. We, we shall see. um Be interested to see what system Carrot goes with. It wouldn't surprise me if he did something pretty similar. Um, I almost might like to see us try and match Chelsea man for man because I do think if the, all the players turn up, we have the better quality. To be fair,
0: mm, sort of fight um, back.
1: Yeah, possibly. But
0: I mean, how with Maguire, obviously sent off, it's gonna. Yeah. I don't think we will. We just, Chelsea well, just use
1: Chelsea under two use like wide overloads a lot with you know the likes of James coming in at the back post and you, they play yeah. they, re- they stretch the, the pitch a lot. So I think if we play back four with Maguire, who's really a mobile, Shaw who's in shocking form, and Wan-Bissaka, who's not the best positionally, I think we'll get ran all over. Yeah. Um, so I do think a five back would be the safer option. Um, but
0: I mean, Maguire didn't... can't play, obviously.
1: No, I know. Well, Bayern, yeah. Lindelof, and yeah, yeah. Who? Who else?
0: Uh, sorry, Maybe Maguire. Shaw Lind- left yeah, Shaw. Sure.
1: Yeah. And Teja's left back. I I just think it might be. I'm not obviously the personnel isn't perfect, but. I think, like like against in the Spurs game and stuff, when we've got more players out, if we can field a back five, I think it's a better option because then it shields the poor players that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. like, if we're saying Bayern Lindelof will be vulnerable, then why not just stuck it stick an extra defender in there? They're not definitely not going to be any worse off. So yeah. I think we should just honestly go for something similar to what Solskjaer has done, but with a bit more tactical awareness and leave Rashford and Ronaldo up front to try and nick a goal because that's what we did under Ollie, you know, not of a back five, but that's what we did away to City in a, you know, the last couple of years. It's what Mourinho did mm-hmm. with us. Um, so there's no reason why it can't be done. I think Kante went off injured for Chelsea. I think Chilwell went off injured as well. So hopefully they're missing for the game. I think Chilwell definitely is. I think he's yeah. done his ACL. So yeah, that's yeah, two is. of their guaranteed starters out of the game, which is a huge bonus for us. So you know, with Kante not in that midfield, I think Kovacic has had a good season, but he's not. I don't think he's a world class midfielder by any means. So I think it depends who turns up. To be honest, I think if we turn up and you know play well, I think we could. I think we could do it, but it depends. You know, if we set up a four, set up with a four two three one. You know, Bruno Ronaldo Rashford Greenwood or something like that. We'll, we'll get fucking levered.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think Sancho's. I think Sancho will keep his place. I think he's yeah, played but, well. He,
1: Sancho, you can put who you want in there. I mean, if you put in five, six attacking players that don't do any defensive oh, work yeah, yeah. there, it, it's just no, going to M- be the City and Liverpool games all over. Yeah,
0: McT- McTominay and Fred are uh, sh- the first names on the team sheet, I think.
1: <laughs> I think Fred should be. I'm think i I'm yeah. kind of low-key excited to see what Fred can do under a better manager, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think he's got... His passing's actually quite underrated. He's a tenacious midfielder. We know he's obviously he, he has a, the odd goal in him, um, I do think he could be decent under Ranik and you as we know likes high pressing buzzing players and that's what Fred is. So I think maybe yeah. in a more box to box role with you know maybe Donny and Matic around there or something, he could do well. Um yeah, I think yeah. his
0: his biggest weakness is receiving the ball off the centre backs turning and making a pass. Yeah, like... but that's
1: and why you yeah, that's why you then have players like Matic and Van der Beek in your team or Bruno or you know yeah. you can't you know play, play football players can be limited and sometimes you have to play at the strengths, which I think Mm some at Ranik will do. Like you said, um, he doesn't like playing out from the back because if it, well, playing out from your goalkeeper because he says in pretty much every team, your goalkeeper is still your most limited footballer. So why would you play so much emphasis with them on the ball? Yeah.
0: Which is is interesting because, I mean, they say like um, uh, managers like Klopp Mm -hmm. have uh, kind of a Mm They've learnt from Ragnick. Ragnick's the the, yeah. the godfather of, of that kind of football. Yeah. Um, however, that that is a big difference between the two. Uh, I wouldn't in- say they
1: properly play at the back, Liverpool. I think they're quite a direct team. Uh, I think. Personally. Well, Alisson
0: Allison I mean, is very good with the ball at his feet, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. I don't, but I don't think as much emphasis is placed on him than say Edison. Yeah, or even yeah. like a Robert Sanchez at Brighton or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, j- just to summarise on that point, I think if you know Fred is limited in that area of the pitch, then don't give him the ball. Same with mm-hmm. Maguire. If you know Maguire's bad on the half turn and being you know ball- playing balls in front of him, then instruct your players not to do that. And if they play together for long enough, they should know how to play to each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, That's what being part of a team is. So like I said, if you know Fred's not good on a half turn, but you've got Matic to your left and Van Der Beek to your right, pass it to one of them and then then players in turn should make sure they're in space, which Mm -hmm. is something tactically that every team should have that I don't think we had any kind of instructions like that under Solskjaer and they all kind of just did what they wanted. That's why it became...
0: Sorry, I'm not although I'm I'm not sure McTominay's great on the t- on the turn is either No, no, and that's why I didn't mention him. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> well, because he's shit as well. He's yeah. worse than
1: Fred. I think McTominay Tam- Tam- shouldn't be playing anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think he was I f- I, maybe I was being a bit harsh, but I think he was probably our worst player on on Tuesday. No,
0: no, that's not harsh. I, I agree.
1: I think he was shocked. So is it was it last night?
0: Well, uh Tuesday. No, it
1: was t- it was Tuesday night, the game, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought he was he was shocking. He gave the ball away loads. He, he's not... I, I, don't, I just don't get him. Like, he's not very quick. He's not very good in the tackle. He can't... You know, his passing isn't the best. So, I don't really get why he's playing. I, I, think I thought... It,
0: sorry, before the season, I thought he was decent going forward. Like, he could always get you a goal. I think well, he's Yeah, best. I think
1: we think that because of the Leeds game, though. Other than that, he doesn't score many, does he? Yeah, he scored a few... Like He's quite good at shooting from outside the box... Yeah, he gets, uh, he probably gets like three goals a season or something yeah, like that.
0: But know, um that great. seems to have vanished like I don't I don't I haven't even seen him had a shot um no re- recently from, from outside the box in, in a very, no. very long time. No, um, no,
1: I can think of. Yeah. because 'cause we've been so pinned in getting levered. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but I do agree I do agree with that. Um and mm. but hopefully in January it would be lovely. And that's that's another great thing. Uh, Shall we move? Well, I guess shall we move on about Chelsea yet? Now we'll we'll stick to Chelsea just for the for the for the time being, and then we can we can talk about Rangnick and who we who who we're going to sign in January as well if we can. Because yeah, that's that's what I was saying about McTominay. I think Mm. I think a CDM. It it was one should have been one of the priorities in the summer. I think if we can get somebody in in January would be. uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah,
1: I don't know who you're going to get in, who's really yeah. going to improve the team that much, though, that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you could probably prize away. I don't, I don't. No one even comes to mind, I think, All like Rice and Didi, Bissouma, Zakaria, players like this, mm-hmm. all playing for decent teams that are all in Europe this season, so I can't imagine them being like, oh, sorry, Bissouma obviously isn't, but, yeah, you know, no, it's very rare you're going to get a good signing in January, is it?
0: yeah exactly. Especially Premier League is almost is almost impossible, isn't it? Yeah, Premier you have to be t- picking January. up
1: someone's scraps really that they yeah. really get rid of which exactly. is what we should be looking for.
0: Um and so last thing on Chelsea,
1: do you think they can win the league? Yeah, I bat them to win the league on my TikTok predictions in July or August whenever it was. Um wow. So, yeah, I think they will win the league. I think I went City, uh, Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool, which obviously looks stupid now, but I think that'll be the top two, definitely. So, yeah, I think Chelsea will win the league. I think they're very relentless. You know, the, I think they're more reliable than City. City can put out a bad performance every once in a while, like we saw against Southampton and Palace, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they can have off days, um, whereas I think Chelsea are a lot more solid and don't have to play well to get results which is a good thing um, so yeah I think Chelsea are the, the team to beat this season and I, I, to be fair I'd rather them win it than City or Liverpool so I'm all for it unfortunately
0: Yeah so I mean I didn't think they could win the league I think I, I went with um, City, United, Chelsea and then Liverpool uh, yeah. which again looks stupid now but we are both United fans, so it's not surprising that we put United yeah, high up I there.
1: Yeah, I think I put us third, which, to be yeah. fair, third or second, given last season, was fine. We came yeah. second, we came third the season before. Yeah. It's been so three I, years since we've come outside the top three, so...
0: Yeah. So, I, I thought, coming into this season, <laughs> even with Lukaku, like, we, we, we've we seen the kind of... the shortcomings of Lukaku at United. He's I been thought, shit this season. Yeah, I, think, I thought that they, they wouldn't score enough goals, um, but... Honestly, the the goals are... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I didn't envision, you know, Reese James having the season that he's he's had so far. I don't know how many he's on. He's on like four goals, five goals? Four or five.
1: And it's scary as well because if you think if they carry on in that vein and then Lukaku comes back and starts firing, Werner does, Mount does, Havertz does, then it's going to be difficult to stop. And even if James and, you know, James and, say, Chilwell or Alonso's input kind of dwindles a bit, then you've still got all those attacking players that can score... Yeah. So yeah, they've scored. They've scored 30 goals in a league. The only team who's got more is Liverpool, with 35. For reference, City have got 25, and we've got 20. So.
0: Wow, it's incredible, yeah. isn't it? It's well spread mm. out throughout the team as well. So it's not like you're relying, relying on one guy, on, like, on, yeah. like like Ronaldo, like for Lu- example. Yeah,
1: it's not like Lukaku's got 15, and if he gets injured, you're knackered. Yeah. Like us with Ronaldo.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I would like to. Uh, I would like to go back on my. I don't think they can win the league. I, I think they, they they can do. We've seen so far this season how how good they are as a team. We've seen in the Champions League as well, like beating Juve. I think they, they did have a, a dodgy result in the Champions League, didn't they? I think they they were, are they level on points or they yeah, were level? Well, on they points? lost
1: to Juve one 0 away, which I think's a fair game to lose, and I think yeah. they're very unlucky if I remember rightly to lose it as well. Um, but, yeah, it's a great win, but Juve aren't what they once were and haven't been for a while. So, Yeah, looking at the stats from the Juve game, Chelsea had 16 shots and 74% of the ball. Juve had six shots, one on target, and scored. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> they mean, played but... three times less passes than Chelsea.
0: Yeah, their goal difference is 10 scored and one conceded in the Champions League, which, again, is... Is that Juve or Chelsea? No, no Chelsea's stats, yeah. That's 10, a one goal that conceded. 10 scored, yeah. one, yeah. That yeah, is that's me. pretty incredible in mean, 5 games. Yeah. Um so yeah, they can win the league. Uh do I think they will? I still think City will win it. Uh but s- certainly they Fair can enough. challenge in in both competitions in in um in in yeah, in Europe and the Premier League. And but Chelsea do look like a team that can go on one of those silly runs that you need to to win the Premier League now. Um, yeah, when
1: they can put like 10, 15 in a exactly. row. Exactly. Kind of. They might get the odd draw here and there, but they're very seldom going to lose games, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay, right. Without further ado, let's uh, move on to uh, the new man in charge, or at least will be after, Hopefully. Yeah. after the... Yeah, <laughs> unless things break down, but I mean, it has been pretty much confirmed now. Yeah, we're
1: just waiting for the club statement now, aren't
0: we? Yeah, uh, so Ralph Ragnick. Ragnick Rangnick, come on, Rangnick. Ranić. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it right all the time, and I never messed it up. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's at the the helm now. I mean, let's going through some of the stuff that he's won. It, it's Schalke. He obviously got he got it most of his achievements. So he won the German Cup, the German Super Cup, and also reached the semi-finals which was with Schalke as a, uh, a. Yeah, huge, we beat them as well. Yeah, that, that was the, they were the team that we lost uh, that they lost to. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. That's when like Noi was discovered. It was yeah. was that game and I think they still
0: conceded three or four yeah yeah and um, obviously in as well as in management obviously been director of football at uh, Red Bull Leipzig and Salzburg as well and he's done more so yes he hasn't, he hasn't managed the, a, a huge team but it is probably equally as impressive as, as winning titles like taking a team from like the fourth division of German football all the way to the Bundesliga that yeah. seeing that project that is that is impressive like seeing the the like rebuilding uh, a club i know he was given money as well which is a, another positive like mm. he's 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 not a manager say like a uh uh like a like a Rogers who I guess was given money at Liverpool, but he hasn't been given a big budget like you would see at at United. No,
1: I could run through some of his signings if you want. Just yeah, to see, go for you, it. Yeah. Tell you insane his talent ideas. I was planning on making a TikTok on this later. So mm-hmm. we've got so this is a Leipzig, Salzburg, etc. Mukiele, 16 million euros. Um, Werner, 14. Obviously did great. Sold for about yeah. 50. And Kunku 13. Haaland, 8. And they sold him for, wow. eight. what was it, 70 odds? What, Haaland? much oh, was it 60 yeah. he went to? Do it, 60 or um, something like that. It's something like that, yeah. high 50s-ish. Mane, 4 million. I think they sold him Southampton for like 20. Mm-hmm. Forsberg, 3.5. Upa Meccano, 2.5. They sold him to Bayern for 40. Sabitzer, 2 million. He went to Bayern for 30. Cater, 1.5 million. Went to Liverpool wow. for 60. Poulsen, one and a half million. Klosterman, one million. Haidara, if you've heard of him, he's a centre midfielder, 800k. Sobber's 500k, sold him for 25k. Kimmich, 500k. He was at Leipzig before he went to Bayern. Um, Demmer, who they signed from Napoli, I think, for 350 And Canate, who they got 35 million quid for, they got on a free. Wow. So, it's pretty insane that. And although United aren't that kind of team and want players for the here and now... I think if he managed to bring in players like that for the youth team, you know, or loan them out and then they come through in years to come if that's what he's good at, then I'd welcome it because it's not very often you see that many great young players come through the Academy. You have like one or two, don't you? But there's not it's not as consistent as like Chelsea's I'd say at the minute, or even Arsenal's, really.
0: Yeah, and I think I think United actually have the most scouts. In, uh, oh, yeah, we do, the but Premier there's League. no rhyme or reason to them. Exactly, I think yeah.
1: They've got too many scouts because I think some scouts are there from Ferguson's reign, some are there from Moises, Van Gaal's, Mourinho. So there's four different scouts from like four or five different managers that all have different ideas of what they want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a thing of too many cooks for the broth kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. really. Well, not,
0: not only that, we don't really make that many unknown signings. Like even no, our, we'll be... even our, well, we don't make any unknown signings. Even our like kind of young talent. I mean, Pelestri has been has been one. Maybury, uh, Hannibal
1: Maybury. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, but like, I'm, I'm talking years, going into. But I mean, I'm talking going straight into kind of the the first team. I mean, even Ahmad Diallo was was touted as like the next, big like thing. big young, youngster to, to to come through. Like he it, it was a yeah. huge talent. Everyone knew about him. You don't need a. You didn't need a scout. Um no. for that one so i'd love to see kind of either get his f- kind of philosophy on 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 scouting' get the get the scouts to 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 listen to him and, and give the club direction because as we do know, not only is he coming in as an interim he's obviously staying on it two years as a consultancy role what what, what that yeah. leads to and what that means what significance that does have is uh uh is kind of yet to be known hopefully it is like a A director uh, of of football that would be incredible because we have seen the great job that he has done, kind of building uh, football clubs. Um, And United aren't United don't need a a completely rebuilding. It's not quite that bad, but uh, we definitely need a football man in charge making decisions. I mean, to have Ed Woodward making the decisions is uh, has being horrific i mean we've had so many times where we've given players new contracts that have just baffling i mean how yeah. phil jones is still on the books I've yeah got... with
1: no resale value yeah, yeah exactly i've got no idea not just how we might use them
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> it's yeah it's mental like i said although those signings ran it brought in a more obviously suited to a smaller club Whereas I say like Haaland, when they brought him in or Mane, although the world class talents now they won't have been at that level when they came in. Yeah. Uh, but if they can, if he can bring in two or three players like that who are going to be superstars for us in years to come, and means that we don't have to go out and spend 80 million quid on the finished article every summer, then I'm all for it. And I think, you know, that could be his thing, and then we can have scouts looking for more, you know, refined players like we do anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. And I'm probably more excited with him going upstairs than even the the interim role, because I just Uh, think... Oh, yeah. I just think... I I know, because this is going to be... Well, we can discuss it now. If he does well, would you like to see him remain as... uh, I I know we're we're jumping the gun here way too much. However, do you think there is a possibility? Because I think it is... If he does well, it's win-win, isn't it? Like, it'll... A, great, a guy that clearly has a good understanding of football has done well at the club and is now in his managerial reign is now moving upwards to you know you're going to want that man in charge of the decisions for the club's future plus the the uh, CV that he does hold is uh, all positives um, mm. yeah then, but well, yeah or he could be keeping uh, staying on his manager which I don't know I, I I'd probably prefer him to see go upstairs regardless of how he does. But yeah, yeah, give me your thoughts on that.
1: Me too. One thought that's just popped into my head is like achieving something this season and next season and the season after are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. Like he could get his fourth this season, win the FA Cup and get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, which for this season is good. But do you not think that's remarkably similar to what happened under Oli? And then we knew that he couldn't raise his level to what we needed it to be. Yeah. Um, so although he's a good manager with a great CV if we're being completely frank he hasn't managed uh, you know the level of winning the Premier League or a Champions League trophy really consistently Um, so that would be my worry that maybe it could be the same situation all over again whereas why would he take that risk when there's managers out there that we know can do it that want to come to the club so, I've just rethought the thing, and my answer is absolutely no, no matter how well he does. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, if he wins us the League of the Champions League, yeah, unless he wins us that, no. <laughs> High ball. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. true, though, isn't it? Because are not in the same situation all over again.
0: And uh, um, the thing is, if he does stay on as is, is, is a manager, he can always get sacked, and then we've still got Edward Wood at the... <laughs> in charge yeah if if he comes in at interim does well moves upstairs then if the manager that comes in doesn't uh, does does badly and it's not necessarily not necessarily his fault it's just you know I i can let him have one manager that, that that comes in and doesn't succeed rather than having ed woodward who's just got an absolute track record of just awful decisions you know i mean managers do get sacked i mean i'd rather have a manager uh and man get get sacked under him while while Ralph uh, Ragnick is in charge and actually building something like we we we're getting the right players in but you know mm-hmm. the manager just underachieves than have him as the actual manager get sacked and we've still got Ed Woodwood there. I mean, because uh, who knows, Ed Woodward might still be there. Or it's probably gonna be one of, you know, Ed Woodward's, you know, misses his cousins or something. That's it's probably Yeah,
1: uh, another mate from uni. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, hundred percent for me, and sounds like for both of us that we'd want uh, him to move Old upstairs, Ralph regardless to move of up. what yeah, happens. It just, yeah,
1: just it depends. Obviously, there's a bit of um, it's a bit ambiguous what his role is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if he's going to be a director of football, a scout, a chief scout, just a consultant on signings, or what. Um, but we'll see. But I'm not going to get my hopes up yet and think after 15 years, the Glazers are going to bin off the current model they have, just for Ralph Ranick. To be honest with you, yeah. But we shall see. We shall see. I'm not getting excited about that yet, like a lot of people on social media are, um, mm-hmm. because I've been let down by this club too many times to have any optimism anymore. Deck, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. With you. No uh, one. Well, the one thing I would say about that
0: is, unless he's been sold a lie, because he wouldn't. He wouldn't agree to this, and it, um. Having just the interim role because I, 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 he he did regret, uh, reject Chelsea apparently at interim role so mm. Fabrizio said Um yeah. so unless he was he was actually given power of course he could be sold a lie and then he actually gets to his role and it's like oh it's just you know it, it doesn't mean anything um, well, but my, hopefully
1: my, my one other thought on that is what if he's just a bit bothered about his money, and it just said, we'll give you two and a half million quid a year to be an advisory. Would he be happy with that? I don't know. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Is it more of a job security thing? Because he's leaving a secure job for a six-month role, so does he want a guaranteed income after that? I'm not sure. That's Yeah, potentially,
0: yeah. That's, uh, that's a good thought. But Yeah. yeah I'd not. hope not. Let's hope not, anyway.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and yeah... Uh, well, yeah. One more thing on in, in actually his style of play, uh, mm-hmm. the the gegenpress, which uh, means counter uh, counterpress in English. That's a German word, gegenpress. He is the known as the godfather of that, the Don of the mm-hmm. Press. I mean, and it's used by by Jurgen Klopp. I mean, a brief. It's it's essentially as soon as you lose the ball. It's trying to win it back as as, as quickly as possible, pressing as a team to win the ball back. Um, mm-hmm. And do you think Ronaldo can uh, can play with that that kind of play style? Do you think do you think Ronaldo can can be taught at thirty six year old to 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 press press the team and try and win the ball back? Because we haven't really. Uh, he can do it a little bit, but I think he he does conserve his energy quite a lot because obviously with his age, he does have to be selective on when he kind of uh, he can't be running around the pitch for for ninety minutes like sprinting, can he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you think Ronaldo will will survive or I think I think Cavani would definitely suit that kind of style. We see Cavani even at thirty four running all over the place. Um,
1: but yeah, do you think Ronaldo can? can play in that kind of system um, we'll read in a little bit just now about his tactics and over the past day or so apparently he obviously I've not done loads of research on this but he doesn't really have a set formation or play style every time so like if you see mm. Tuchel or Klopp who play Gagan kind of well no I'm not I don't know why is mentioned in this article because Tuchel doesn't, isn't really a pressing manager but Klopp always plays a 4-3-3 Whereas I think Ranyik could be a bit more flexible so he could build yeah. it around Ronaldo. Uh, but I've also just read the reason one of the reasons he didn't go to AC Milan last season is because of their signing of Zlatan and in insistence on playing Zlatan. Mm. Um and he didn't think it'd work. So yeah, I am not too sure. Um I think if every other player on the pitch just work hard and press like they want he wants to, I think it can be carried to an extent. Um but yeah, I'm really not sure. Because like I said, I don't want to comment on it too much because I'm not 100% well-versed on his tactics. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it's definitely not going to work because I'm not honestly not that sure.
0: Yeah, so one thing I would say about that is a positive, I think he must think he can... He must have in his mind what he's Before taking the job, obviously, how he can already improve United just in, in his mind. because so, yeah. Yeah, because... I mean, he's rejected the job at AC Milan because of Zlatan. He obviously thinks yeah. he obviously thinks Ronaldo can do the job, or maybe because I don't know. In a, in a sit down interview, if if let's say Rangnick says, "Or oh, we can't play Ronaldo," like I don't, he doesn't fit my system whatsoever. Mm. Do you think Edward would be like, "Okay, right, we'll sacrifice Ronaldo"? Uh, I don't, because I don't think he would. I think I think he Ronaldo has to play. Like you think of you think of Ed Woodward and the Glazers, how what an actual commercial entity? Well, Manchester United is, and that's be, that's yeah. because of those. I, I, and what um, and the amount of revenue that that Ronaldo has brought into the club just because of, of who he is. I think he has to play. I know it sounds awful because you, you know it's better for the team. Uh, team gain is better than individual gain, of course. Uh, of gain, of mm. course. But I mean, with the people in charge the The commercialisation is is real, and I do think that Ronaldo is a player that has to play. So I think I think he must he must think it can it can work with Ronaldo. He must think that. Um,
1: yeah, I th- I think so too. Obviously, we'll see if he can put that into practice or not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I suppose that's a promising side because. I don't think he would have took it just because it's Man United because I saw a rumour that the contract offer and the stuff that was promised wasn't quite, quite right earlier in the week yeah. which is why it wasn't done earlier so obviously he's not just going to take anything he is a man with views and morals and wants a specific way of you know what he gets and what he gets from the squad so I'd like to think that he's you know, thought that through already and it sounds like he has because it sounds like United have been in since Monday really so obviously he's had some time to mull it over
0: yeah it um, is interesting in terms of the leaks. Like Valverde was was leaked, but I don't think I don't think we knew that we're
1: in we in talks with um, uh, with Rangnick until well until he got the job really. Um, there was leaks on Twitter, it wasn't a, about the five people we were talking to? I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously Rangnick, it was Rangnick, Valverde, Favre, um, Fonseca and mm-hmm. who was the other one? Uh, was it was it the Roma uh, former no Roma that was that was Fonseca okay yeah who was it now I don't know Steve Being Bruce cheated. nah joking no. <laughs> <laughs> go on you carry on I'm gonna try and think of those because that, that's annoying me now
0: yeah Um. so yeah so I mean he's been he's been kind of credited as, as influencing like German coaches just as Jürgen Klopp I don't know why Thomas Tuchel is included in it but it yeah,
1: is uh, just Raul... German well yeah. I think actually he gave Tuchel his first job which I read earlier okay yeah um, when he was at earlier like, or something were, I can't remember they were like a second division team or something and he gave him a job as the under 15s manager when Tuchel retired and he was actually working in a bar for money
0: right um, okay
1: so yeah that's where that connection is but I think that's probably where the connection stops in a footballing sense to be honest with you
0: yeah, yeah. I I think um, yeah. I think it, it's nice to see him. It's nice to see him uh, go in charge, go upstairs. Hopefully, he plays a significant role. But yeah, yeah, for me, it's a very it's a very positive change. Hopefully, it changes kind of the the everyday workings of the club as well. Hopefully, it has a big influence in United in five or six years are going to be the beneficiary of uh, of his work at the club obviously yeah. he's been given you would imagine that if he does well after the, in the consulting role if he does get there in the two years I mean they'll give him a, an extension hopefully he's there he's there for the uh, for the long term
1: mm-hmm. um, it, it was Rudy Garcia by the way okay he yeah he was managing Leon most mm-hmm. recently I think.
0: yeah 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 so wonderful. So I mean do you have any any kind of final thoughts on uh
1: on Rangnik? Up Ralph's rip Roaring Reds deck. Let's fucking is, go. Is that gonna be the uh, Twenty one is, on. is coming out? Twenty one is coming, number four's coming. It's all coming. We we're, we're back. Man United are back, baby. Man United back. We don't manager. need to say
0: you we we don't need to say give him the pen he's got the pen he's
1: got the contract he's, got, he's signed it He signed it instead of six years he's got six months but it's okay <laughs> yeah. that's all we need we only need a day to win the Premier League so yeah watch out everyone else you're not going back and I think on that note we'll end it there uh, what a
0: note to end it on and yeah. uh, we will see you guys next week after we smash Chelsea <laughs> and Tommy Tuchel is trying uh, yeah. his
1: eyes out Right, see you next time, guys. See you later, Ciao. Lads. Bye.